job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The black is dying. From the front time. As the stinger says, this is Blade Job episode 35. I am one of your hosts, Steve Carley, with my man, the love of my life, the love of my podcast life, the man with the plan, who's now, uh, what is that, is that a WD-40, your, uh, yep. your microphone stand there? Mm-hmm. That's Eric Marchick, by the way. What's up? We are uh, a couple of boys here, a couple of Blade Job boys. I'm a little down, Steve. What? I'm a little down. Why are you down, Eric? Because you know what today is? Well, as we're recording this, you know what today is. Uh, today is Tuesday, yep. October 1st, Cocktober 1st. And what's the temperature outside right now? It's hot as shit. It, it's like fucking 90. It sucks. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, after we get past today, it's going to be cooler in Metro Detroit area. I had to run my AC last night while putting up Halloween decorations. I had it here when you got here. It's, I, nice. I would love to have it on right now. It's hot as shit. Um, guess what? On Friday, it's going to be like 52 degrees in the daytime, okay. 43 at night. Okay. Chef's kiss. Delicious. Well, we're heading into spooky season. October, spooky baby. Spooky season. Uh, I mean, what do we what do we have to say? I mean, I guess it's going to be a little different this year. Last year, we had a pretty big uh, Halloween festivities with our show. Well, Halloween Havoc every year. Too, yeah, but... what happened this year? We would be different because, like I said, we were talking about this earlier. I we kind of covered all the great Halloween Havoc bloody matches last year. We didn't save any for this year. We didn't think we'd be around still. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought we'd all be <laughs> so, dead by now. Jesus. So now we gotta like we're come up with new ideas for Halloween specials. So I, I we'll have something for you. But Eric, get going right to WWE and say, listen, guys, come on, let's do one more of those. Bring it back for all yeah. time's sake. I mean, yeah, Friend that would show be fun. WWF that would be fun if they did another Halloween Havoc. I thought that was like a yearly thing, but let's show some. It was I like know. a WCW thing, not <sighs> WWE. Though it's all okay. Well, right Hell in a Cell's kind of like. Halloween themed now. I mean, we'll we'll talk about Hell in a Cell today. That's that's the topic of today's episode. That's true. How are you, you doing though? You doing all right though? Yeah, yeah. I'm off. I was on vacation. That's right. You were on vacation. That's right. You were down. Oh, you were in the yeah, Smoky in Mountains, Tennessee. buddy. Yeah, I was at Dollywood. I saw that. That was you know, it was a lovely theme park. Shout out to Dollywood. Shout out to the whole area. Pigeon Smoky Forge, Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. Very touristy. You familiar trip. with it? I've been there many, many times. You've been to Dollywood? Not Dollywood. I've been to Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Smoky Mountains area. Oh, so you're... Okay. Uh, I've been in the cabins up there. Yeah, we were in a ski resort. It was fun. Oh, that sounds great. Dollywood's great, though. Well, it's like Cedar Point, but like country you, music themed. And Have you heard about all the, 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 the Dolly Parton book giving program she's been doing? No, she she's a sweetheart. You can, you, I guess. Uh, now nah, I'm gonna slaughter this, but from what I understand, you can like send her a letter, and she will. She's been donating books to kids for decades. I think it's been like a hundred million books she's been donating. She's a saint. She's like one of our. She, I I feel like Dolly Parton should be in the same conversation as like Steve Irwin. Uh, I agree. I, 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 I agree. Just, I mean, you think I'm, you know, you may laugh, dear listener, but like, you think about it. I mean, she's been doing. Don't fucking laugh. I know. No, don't laugh. Dolly is Ooh, a saint. Big-titted country gal, no. which is also true, but she's the point a is, sweetheart. she's been fantastic. She's been with the book donations, mm-hmm. with her own kind of maybe self-centered, but also kind of cool uh, Dollywood. Honestly, I feel well, like did she ever, did she ever sing at like a wrestling event? I mean, I know. we'd have to, we have to look into this. So. Stay tuned. We're looking to see if Dolly Dolly has any wrestling adjacent friend of the show, Dolly Parton. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Po- yeah. Possible blade jobber of the week if she ever did anything wrestling. I wouldn't related. be mad if she donated some books to me. Not that I don't. I, don't already I think have you have to be probably under eighteen, maybe even under fourteen. I can shave. Under fourteen, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't try. know. I can try. But no, go check out Dollywood for real. Like, and Steve, the fucking food. <sighs> I, I, that was one of the reasons we went. It's Ooh. like one like. So apparently, there's like theme park awards and shit that like doesn't the shock theme me. Pa- theme Cedar park Point probably runs that place. It's a yeah. The, the theme park the... association of America gives out awards. Dollywood nice. getting all them food awards. <sighs> Speaking of not food at all, but. Well, it's, dry, it's also a dry park. <laughs> Thank That's, you, Tennessee. Well, yeah, okay. And then probably Bible Belt chest, but it doesn't yeah, really shock exactly. me. But I'm glad you guys had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. What are you drinking, by the way, man? I you're, am... No, you're not drinking that shitty. You're not. You're drinking actual beer, although I'm not a big fan of this one, but, you know. Yeah, I, I, I find a beer that I think is, you know, of Steve's uh, <laughs> a palate, you know, palatable taste, you know, he's... To be, to be shit. fair, to be fair, I am in the very small minority of people who do not. Okay, like I am drinking an M forty three, and very it is popular. from uh, who the fuck does make this? It's, I think it's uh, like I think that, that what you just said is pretty close to the actual name. It's M forty three, and it is made by um, oh Old Nation. Oh yeah, Old Nation. It's a Michigan one, right? Yeah, it's from Williamston, which oh. I don't. I think it's over by Lansing. It is over by Lansing, Mid Michigan. Yeah, no, that's good. I am drinking one of my all-time favorites from right down the street from me, Drafting Table Brewing Company. This yep. is Resolute IPA, their signature IPA. They need to send the fucking check. That That's one that, that's like, of all the beers locally, I mean, they need to send the check more than anybody. Yeah, um, I mean, I could go over, I could, it's, it's literally a 10-minute yeah. walk from here to go over. The amount place. of plugs we give them. Yeah, well, I bear a lot. The so. amount of shows outlined in their r- restaurant. Yeah, well, you know. I wouldn't call it a restaurant because I don't even have food. Whatever. So that's rough. Anyway. Um, well. Yeah. Send the check. Uh, drafting table. We need it. We I'm doing great, it. by the way. We don't need it. We don't need it. We, we, don't, need we don't need it because we make a, a million dollars yeah. a week because of this, yeah. like, this podcast. But yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, though. I appreciate you following up on oh, how th- I'm doing. Oh, well, well, I'm sorry. We were talking about Dollywood and we started talking about that's how great Dollywood was. Well, you mentioned the food and I got distracted for that. Are you too, okay? You started a new okay. job. Are you having okay time with it yeah you know i'm a you know, new industry you know you gonna, do you want to resign on the air right now that's why was it what do you want to resign from it on the air right now <laughs> i don't have anything else sure um, but like i said we're making so much money from this podcast but now i'm coughing right. a lot i don't maybe i've got there might be some sort of undiagnosed sickness in me i've been coughing a lot more i than think usual. it's the weather it's like my voice sounds you know weird what? too i never thought about that but that's probably very true it's very humid out I never thought. Maybe the changing of the seasons. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that thing where you cough into like a handkerchief and there's blood. You kind of hide it because you're a grizzled oh, man. You that's know? tuberculosis. I haven't done that yet. That's I haven't done consumption. that yet. I've been coughing. Oh, well, whatever. Otherwise. So, you know what? That's fine. Anyways, we're, we're heading great. into the spooky season. We're heading spooky into October. Um, I'm excited. I love this month. I do so much fucking... I, I just love it. I, I go... I. I Try and do as much Halloween shit as possible. Can I tell you something? You have you your what you just said is what is inspiring me to like be more Halloween like. Like there reading, you go. seeing the horror movies, reading the books, or am I going to? So I have to pick I'm up. I'm telling that you, Steve. Try book. try at least to watch. I know you don't watch a ton of horror. I would say well, try and watch I, try and watch a horror movie a week I, I like it. that you have man. not seen. I can do that. 
I've got freaking, and I watch all the classic stuff. You know, I've got Canopy. I've got watch a class. Watch Criterion. Some classic Have you seen like Bride of Frankenstein? No, but I want to watch it. Well, remember, it's a remember last year, two years ago, when we were gonna see, uh, right when I wanted to see Nosferatu alive yeah. at the Redford Theater. I wish, I wish we could have done. Yeah, that, I man. know, I know, I know. Whatever, maybe next year. Nosferatu is not one of my favorites, though. I know, but it's silent. <laughs> terrible. I know, but accompanied by a live orchestra, that's pretty cool. But okay, right, fair it's enough. Cool. It's cool. Fine. No, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to. You know, I'm try. just saying, like, is a goal try and watch. It's a pretty attainable a goal. horror movie a week. And yeah. you can even overextend that. You could watch maybe two a week. It's up I, to you. I, I want to read that book. I just, man, I read so slowly. I read so goddamn don't, slowly. Don't read. Watch. Well, I want to do both. Okay. You know? Maybe play a spooky video game. Ever heard of video games? Nope. You're talking to the wrong guy. Barked <laughs> up the wrong tree here, bud. That's bullshit. You know video games enough anyway. Yeah, I do. Speaking of not bad at all, why don't we dive the hell in because we have vamped a long Yeah, did we say we're covering No Mercy 2002. As we're recording this, you would have already watched AEW two nights ago. And tonight, as you were listening to this, SmackDown is premiering on Fox, which we'll kind of get into a little bit, the weight of that. Uh, That's tonight? Well, it's it's tonight oh, as the listener oh, sure. is listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, tonight. We'll right? get on the weight. We'll, we'll talk about that. And then, Time you know, Sunday is, uh, is is actual hell in a cell. Won't be as bloody as what we're going to cover today, but um, it it'll, it I think it'll be fun. You know, I think WWE is kind of stepping up into a little more adult territory, which is obviously good for us because we're the – Adults. We are the biggest C-level uh, horror slash wrestling podcast in the world. Yeah. So we, we are the marquee kind of, you know, the foremost uh, yeah. uh, cheerleaders in that regard. So, so it makes sense. Yeah. As you know, because like you click the episode, you already know what this is talking about. We're talking about Brock Lesnar. Well, Undertaker. to be fair, you don't really know a lot because sometimes we talk about movies. Sometimes we do wrestling. Well, yeah, but the, really the, the, the episode get. will say what we're covering. True. It'll say Undertaker well, versus Brock Lesnar. Our listeners aren't readers, you know. You're, on, you're right. Sometimes they just blindly click play, anyway. and that's they just true. say, "Which they oh, should new do. episode? Play." Which you, that's how it should be. If yeah. you're listening to this, I really, hope I, you, I really hope you clicked on this, having no goddamn idea what to expect. Although sometimes I hope you read the the description too, because I do sometimes put a little fun puns and stuff in and there. i've been thinking about that i love the fact because i do a lot of like the post into social media and all that and i like the new i read all of your oh, descriptions you. and i'm like i'm like hey, this guy asked for nothing in return he did has all these great descri- you know descriptions yeah thank you and uh, i appreciate that so i think that's why i'm not gonna have... give you anything beyond that i think that's why we have so many followers is because of... well, that's why we make what 200 grand an episode we make around there so Oh, well, let's get into almighty. some news. Let's get into some movies. Let's get into if the I'm a, meat. If I'm not missing, we should probably run through this because this uh, Lesnar slash Undertaker yeah. match is about a half hour long. So, which really isn't any shorter or longer than our usual business. But you know, well, let's 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 start with the. This you, is the you have, day. You have October. nothing that you've watched recently. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2, and it's kind of eaten. Like, I want to see some movies, but, uh, well, not horror-related, I guess, but... So, uh, to answer your question, no. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I, I mean, I saw Ad Astra. That's not horror-related, so to answer no. your question, no. I mean, okay. shit. That, that'll change, of course. Because yesterday, well, yesterday, a- a.k.a. The, for us, that was September... You know, now we're in October. Yeah. Now it's time for the spooky. I sent season. you my list. Yeah, I did. That's a very good Keep list. Keep that list. Look at it because I also 
uh, marked which movies are streaming. Oh, I did not so, know So, you know, that. you can check some of those out on Prime or I Netflix. Am, I am flush with streaming options, true. Like, flush. So, like, just look through that list. It'll say what it's streaming on. I'm doing a 31 Days of Horror. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going for you. It's gonna be awesome. into deep dive, not deep dives necessarily, cool, but stuff same. that I haven't seen. And, you, you know, I've seen, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I've seen a lot. But you've seen more horror movies than I've seen movies. Period. I have not seen it all, and I've been studying movies for my half more than half my life. There's a lot of horror out there. There is. So it's cheap to make, cheap to produce, good return, a good ROI. Yeah. So. so stay tuned for the coming episodes because I'll be going over kind of what I've been watching. I'll probably give you a full breakdown as we're recording this. I'm starting tonight, and uh, by the next time we record, I'll probably have like a good dozen movies under my belt that i can report back on i'm excited for that reporting back and i'm expecting a report from steve on at least two movies as well you're giving me homework now giving you home i'm giving you homework i am home right now. and it's it's recorded on the podcast so it's like you have to do it now you can't get out it is law so well movies i mean what have you i I mean really honestly what i've been watching a lot is and this is probably old news for some of our wrestling fans but ECW, I know you're a fan of the old school fucking bloody wrestling. I do. They recently put a bunch of what I would call, I'm going to say like not pay-per-views, but they were essentially ECW VHSs. You could only watch them on VHS. They recently uploaded them all to WWE Network. So I've been kind of going back and watching a bunch of these like tape quality shitty ECW pay-per-views on brand. And I'm sure we'll watch some at some point because there's some awesome, you know, Mick Foley matches on there and shit. So we'll we'll watch some of them at some point. There's some they put a bunch of great um, Christmas themed ones up, which word keeping in mind for when we get when we get to Christmas. Yeah, that's uh, that's in the future. But then I I was telling about this earlier, Steve. I recently rewatched Exorcist three. Honestly, it, it deserves the cult following. I'm not going to say it surpasses the first one, but it is like yeah. such a fucking. Many would say that. No I movie mean, can surpass uh, the what's, first one. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Um, George uh, Romero? George Scott? George, George C. C. Scott. Scott. Patton himself. The main character of Exorcist 3. Really? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. That's Steve, good to know. You would, you're gonna, you'd love. He who didn't even go to the Oscars to collect his Oscar for Patton. He's like, I don't give a shit. He's about a fuck. He's an OG. He's like an OG from old Hollywood. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Patton so 70s. So yeah. Um, George C. Scott. Yeah, he plays the main character. Um, in uh, in Exorcist Three. Such a great that. movie. And honestly, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen any Exorcist okay. movie. Okay. So do you know anything about Exorcist Three? No, I didn't even know there was one. one until of you, the, you brought it up, I'm gonna say one of the best jump scares you'll ever see. It's which thoughtful. is shocking because there's a, there are, there is a wealth of jump scares in every single no, movie these days. But it's very thought out. It's thoughtful. So like the one in Jaws, that's a good jump scare. In Jaws. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it, it's got like a, it's a classic jump it's, scare. It's artfully done. It's skillfully done. It gives you a little. You know, I it, do love me a good tasteful jump scare. It's a, it's a like the just the set design alone at which the jump scare takes place would okay. have you. All right, see that was a hard. very sexy sentence you just said, said yeah. to me. I'm telling you, the cost, that was like a very the whole thing. Sentence. You would, it, it's. I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, God, this set is a fucking. Design. This is a Steve movie. <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, I, I, I should trust you because like when you were like you got watch street trash, I was like, yeah, okay. Movie fucking slapped. No, you, Movie's great. And I know you have a little more affluent 
affluent. Well, I'm not proud of that. Affluent tastes? is like it's like upscale. Yeah, you have more you have more like affluent wealthy. film tastes. So sure, I think you would appreciate works. Exorcist 3's all of it. The cinematography, okay. the sure. lighting, you know, there's like weird shit I think ooh, you'd, you'd, you'd have a boner over. Uh, you got it right now? I have chub right now, my friend. And the what jump scare it? as well. But yeah, yeah, anyways, if you haven't seen it, makes for a great Halloween movie. Even if you haven't seen the first one, go watch Exorcist 3. Um, sure? And watch the ECW Super Shows. Those are fun too. Man, and, there's uh, so many movies coming out that I just like because I mean, we're in the. Well, let's get into let's get into the news. Well, I mean, I'm just saying like fall festival season is now essentially over. Well, New York Film Festival is happening now, and I think the L.A. I don't know, but I mean, so like I haven't really seen a lot, but boy, coming up though, and it's just a matter of because we, we live in the Metro Detroit area, and we sometimes get the, some stuff that you wouldn't expect to get, but I sometimes we, we we just miss the shit that new york la chicago dc that they get it just well, i'm, I'm yeah. sick of it i'm minus sick of it i i'm, I'm angry that, that okay. there's a lot of like chinese movies that i would love to catch in theaters but they just don't happen and i'm frankly i'm over it and it's pissing me off well I'm fucking not... open your own theater then bro uh i should i should i don't know what to tell you i don't know Life is not fair. Well, I thought we were supposed to get. An, I thought we were. Uh, wasn't there rumors that we were going to get an Alamo Draft House? They got one in Kalamazoo, and it did not last long, and now it is gone. Yeah, wasn't there rumors that we were going to get one downtown though? Possibly in the new. Oh yeah. Super what Dan Gilbert building. Oh, no, dude, you're totally right. Uh, I think it's coming. It's supposed to be coming in like 2025 or something. <laughs> With Avatar three, yeah, Avatar three. But anyways, I don't know if they would play the type of shit you want. Anyways, who knows? I don't know much about Alamo Draft House. You probably know more than me. I do, but yeah, they do very well with like no like cracking down on like talking movies and the phone use. They'll throw you out. I respect that. But that doesn't wait. Whatever. That's fine. I, res- I respect that. Anyway, do we want to get into some news? Do you want to start with wrestling news or movies? Yeah, news? start with wrestling reviews. Well, well, I, well, I need to look up Exorcist Three. 1990, the year I was born. I'm telling you, Steve, you're going to love it. It's on Prime Video, if you have Prime Video. Uh, Like I said, I have a wealth, an abundance of streaming options. I'm not going to tell you to watch that as your homework, but I'd be curious for you to report back on the podcast at some point this month if you you enjoyed that I would love to. I'll I'll watch it. I think you would like it. All right, so as we're recording this, AEW, Steve, All Elite Wrestling is premiering on Wednesday. Do you know, we've talked about All Elite Wrestling, right? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a small bit. The, the the kind of the big competitor to WWE at the moment. Sure. Yes. So, do you, what do you, what is your, what do, what do you think a company would need to do to be competitive with WWE right now? Uh, with can we com- to be competitive with like the leading right now, or like or to differ? I guess to like to differentiate themselves because no one's gonna overtake. It's like WWE is like Disney. How do you overtake Disney? You can't. <laughs> Luckily, you, you have to just be different. All you can do is just a- all you can do is force yourself to love what that what is taking over, which is why I'm glad I love Disney movies. But this is a company trying to essentially take on the Disney of wrestling. Interesting. Okay. So what? So like what? I mean, they so got. The question is like, what can they do to stand out? Yeah. I. I mean, I. I really think it has a lot to do with like the stories that they have and the characters that they yeah. have. Right. That's probably a good point. I mean, that's probably what they're gonna do is like they, try they, and... they really need to make some new modern classics, if you will. Yeah. Like I think like it's kind of like Di- like Disney. You know what I mean by like Disney fies stuff. Yes. Of where, course. Where, where where WWE WWE fies mm-hmm. stuff where it's. 
it's it's enjoyable, but it's enjoyable to the masses. Where I'm thinking AEW will be very specific to 18 to 35 year olds. And I feel like that's what like film companies need to do to compete with Disney. Don't try and be for everybody. You know? Yeah. Because if you try and be for everybody, you're going to fucking lose. Dis- Disney's got everybody. But that's pretty much the big the big differences. I think AEW, it's premiering... T- as we're recording this tomorrow, you would have already seen it if you're listening on Friday. It's going to be some surprises. I don't know if they're going to snatch anybody from WWE. I would kind of doubt it, but they could snatch somebody from uh, Japan, some big names. So keep an eye out. We'll be reporting on it. Uh, I think Ryan's coming over. We're going to watch it tomorrow. As- Did Does WWE have a bunch of haters, even though, like with Disney, everyone's like, I hate this cape shit. And then Endgame is the number one movie of all time. So it's like. Uh, yeah, do you WWE, hate it or do WWE, you secretly want to watch it? WWE has like I think that's the thing. Like WWE has its haters, and it has the people who like just like only like AEW because it's not WWE. Like they're so fed up. Yeah, I you know what that. I mean. I do get that. There's it's got to be similar to to uh. Well, D- Disney. I, mean, I would think, think of what like Marvel Studios. Think of what their competitor is. It's DC. So. If you leave Marvel, you're not really getting a whole lot different with DC as much as you may think you are. No, and I would, you know what? I've, I think I've said this. Like, I don't look at DC as the competitor. I look at like some of the shit that like Fox does. Well, now Apple and freaking Apple's trying to get in there too now. Cause well, Apple's... who's and who who is behind Spider Verse? Sony. So I'm saying. Yeah, Sony, but usually Sony sucks up until like last year. Yeah, but didn't Sony do some of the X Men too? Yes, did it? Well, X-Men, I mean, that's the, no, 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 X-Men like the, is not a horse you want to back right the, now. The, rec- the recent well, X-Men. Again. Yeah, the recent was, uh, no, the recent was Fox, which is now owned by oh, Disney. Uh, okay, so Fox and Sony aren't the same. Okay. Which is why Disney can now make X-Men and Fantastic Four movies. Well, and they're going anywho. To. It's going to be awesome. AEW is like, I don't even know what to compare it to, really. They're, they're the underdog. They're the ones who are going for the niche audience. WWE is the Disney I, but I'm excited for AEW. I think any competition is good. Do you agree? I agree. Competition is good for the consumer. It's good for, yes, it's good for us. I mean, if Apple was just making shit nonstop and there's no Android to come in and try to do, you know, then there would be no, you know, it's just, well, unfortunately now Google's kind of, Google's, a, well, I'm, I'm, I'm branching off. No, there's no need to do that. But yes, to answer your question, uh, competition is good. And that, and that being said, I mean, WWE the, the Disney of this scenario is also pulling big fucking moves, moving to none other than Disney conglomerate fucking mega corporate entertainment monster Fox. Disney, if you're, if you're hearing this and you need a digital marketing specialist, you can hire me because I want to, <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> but so, for real though, but for real I'm moving to Fox, pretty big deal. Cable, big four cable wrestling hasn't happened in a long time i feel like the wrestling is big back. right now i just in terms of just like movers and movers and shakers things yeah. going on i feel like wrestling is kind of uh things are happening right now even look at even our listenership it's all three of them I, astronomical it's astronomical bigger every day bigger every I'm not day surprised but no so f- wwe moving to fox is pretty big um just a lot of mainstream attention on them so that's good. 
And uh, we got the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view Sunday, which will be their kind of their first. You know, they have the Friday night on primetime Fox, so they're going to probably, probably be promoting the fuck out of the Hell in the Cell. So the Hell in the Cell, I th- would assume, would be kind of their, like, this is, I, I would expect some kind of changes. Because it's kind of like, they might have new eyes, you know what I mean? Changes for the better or worse? I would say better. So Okay, that's good. Time will tell. I mean, Huge yeah. week in wrestling. If you're listening to this Friday, you've already experienced half of it. But, the beauty of time. Yeah. So let, about, let's let's get into some horror stuff. I mean, I know yeah. you got some. I know you have some stuff you want. to I mean, get I'm gonna here. blow through mine. Obviously, I'll I'll do it right now. Hold I on. will react yeah, accordingly. Blow this bitch up. Um, let me load this up. New phone. I'm so new phone. Who this? Right. New phones. Still trying to navigate it properly. Here we go. So, uh, episode 35. Real quick. Uh, Quiet Place Two wraps filming. Yeah, it's expected trailer within the next month, I would say. It's Krasinski's gone. still writing and directing he did. it? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I imagine he probably got a nice hefty paycheck for that, too. I haven't, like I said, the first one is on my to-watch list for Halloween, or October. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to ask, before I even have seen it, do you, th- I mean, this is, the, I, I mean, try not to spoil this for me, but. Uh, you know me. Does I'm, the, I'm as into the that. Is it, do you feel like this is a forced sequel? Or does the second does does the first one kind of warrant a sequel? Half and half. I think okay. it's. I, I'm happy that there's a sequel, but I don't think. I mean, I, I think that a lot of it. I the mean, first one could have stood alone. Oh, for sure. But it made a lot of money. It did really well with the box office. I know. And so that's of course, kind of the studio how... was like, "Oh shit, get him out there, get him out there." Here's a you know they hand him a big bag with a big money sign on the sack and like, "All right, get out there and do it again." Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I, you know that's I'm how horror movies have been for the past forty years. Well, horror movies are very—they're usually cheap to make, and they bring in high returns. Look at right. uh, Paranormal Activity in 07, 15 oh, yeah. grand to make, what three hundred million dollars returning. Look at Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, for thirty years. If if, if you go into <laughs> the can... um, if you if you rendezvous in the kind of like indie like small film industry space right now. A lot of people they do they make horror movies as their kind of first because it's yeah. just again cheap to make, uh, good ROI. So um, that's wrapping filming, which is okay. pretty quick. I feel like I feel it's pretty quick, but you know. But you know, you, you just said it yourself. It, it's it's yeah, a quick. It's, true. it's you know. But I really I really cannot understate how well the Quiet Place the first one was made as uh, you know, Krasinski. Like what the, what the hell? But hey, you know, it just it proves that. If you, you, you can make like three like fifty bad movies and then make one good one and people remember the good one. I'm not watching A Quiet Place, actually, now that I'm looking, until end of the month. Oh, whatever. That's fine. So, sorry. Um, moving right along, Jordan Peele inks a deal with an overall deal with Universal. So, he's making, who's they've done, I think, his first two, um, Get Out and Us. Basically, all that means is, he's, is that they give him a fucking fat stack, a fat paycheck, and they're going to finance his next two movies he's going to write and direct. So, look forward to those. You think he'll stick with horror? No, he wants, well... Again, to be to be uh, semantic here, yeah, he, he oh. views them as more as um, socio political uh, thrillers. You think he would stick with that? Vein, no, though. I believe he wants to do a western. That'd be interesting. Which would be really cool. Uh, you know, I, nothing is more music to my ears than seeing directors branching off from their usual. I would love to see a western from Jordan Peele. I still want that. I still want a Tarantino like Giallo. Yeah, that'd be great. Or a Tarantino like noir. I guess he. I guess Ooh, you could kind of say yeah. he's done noir with like Reservoir Dogs. and Wasn't shit, like but... Jackie Brown? No, maybe not. 
Um, I, well, you know that he's been he wants to write and direct a Star Trek movie. I don't like that. See, I do. I again, it's the departure. It's like you wouldn't expect that. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Though. But like, I mean, I just don't. That's a whole other whole podcast. But I just don't think Star Trek needs the visceral violence of Tarantino. Well, it's no surprise that it's no secret that the recent best many many years of Star Trek movies have been not at all what really Star Trek's about. And I'm no Trekkie, but I know enough to know that like yeah, it's the, not about the, the action. Abrams movies are not really Star no. Trek; they're just action movies. So exactly. Um, but you know, you know, I I liked Get Out a lot. I liked Us. It's not on my quite list. As much. Another one it's on my so, list. That so. one I'll be reporting on sooner, probably next episode. I have watched Us. Very good. It's a good movie. Um, maybe watch it twice. Uh, there's some. It's, he's very good at making those movies that require at least maybe one more viewing to really get all of it, or you know, uh, just take it at face value. Not a huge fan of that Fair approach. Enough. Well, that's but what it's it would fine. Be, so. It is what it is. Uh, moving right along, James Wan. You know who James Wan is? Of course. He's he just started production on his next movie called Malignant, a original IP horror, hmm. back to his roots. Very exciting. Uh, kind of uh, supernatural horror. Supernatural horror, low budget, yeah, type shit. malignant. Okay. It's called. He just started production on that. He's he's um a, a efficient filmmaker, so he'll he'll be done in probably by the next month and a half. He'll wrap with that. He's kind of uh, I almost he's a workhorse. Love he's that guy. Almost kind of like the well, I was gonna call him. I was gonna say he's kind of a, a Wes Craven of our time, but maybe he's more. I don't know. Some he's may say he's, that he uh, he's definitely kind of working his way up into that uh, horror echelon of, of directors. He is. I mean, then where... he, he stepped away to do Aquaman, which, of course, you're talking the wrong guy. I loved Aquaman. I thought it kicked ass. I, there is definitely 100% a big James Wan footprint on that. Despite what people may say, you, that there is a lot of James Wan DNA in that movie, and I, the movie goddamn slaps, and I'll never hear otherwise. You know, I'm a big Mamoma. Mamoma. Jason Momoa. Momoa, I like him. Yeah, I good. wish he was a better actor, though. Yeah, but he's, he's a great screen. I feel presence, like he. I, I feel like he actor. yells good and he can flex his neck. He says "yeah" really good. Yeah, so he's kind of like a rock without the charisma. Yes, I, that's that's pretty good. You're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> Thank um, you. Moving, moving right along. So look look forward to malignant news in a couple of months. I'm excited about this next little... Tony Todd returning as Candyman, uh, produced by uh, yeah, Jordan I know. Peele. Jordan Peele is involved. Which... I believe is a female director for that one. Actually, I don't believe I know that for a fact, which is kind of cool. And it's also a woman, it's a black woman who I've never heard of, which is exciting. because Candyman, like... I believe, too, is uh, your boy, Clive oh, Barker. I fucking, did I just get that completely wrong? No, I did not get that completely wrong. I'm on the old one. Yes, um, the director is Nia DaCosta. Who I don't know anything about. Oh, she did Little Woods for last year. Regardless, not so familiar. No, not many people are. It's very small indie. Um, I love when they, you know, one of my favorite parts of uh, of the film industry is when studios give small indie indie directors big properties, because usually that works out for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it brings a new. It's it brings outside the box. It does thinking. I feel like here's a fun fact to be progressive for this podcast. Did you know that out of the Five superhero projects coming out next year. All of them are directed by women. That's fun. Marvel's got uh, Black Widow, and that is uh, from that's with uh, the Aussie uh, Kate Shortland. Eternals in, the, in November. That's with Chloe Zhao, Asian. And then they had the Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier by Kari Skoglund. I, I think I got that wrong. 
Um, and then DC has Wonder Woman with uh, Patty Jenkins, and then Birds of Prey, which just dropped the trailer today from Kathy Yan. Um, who I, uh, Kathy Yan is a no one's ever heard of her, and they will know soon enough. Fun fact. Anyway, okay. Candyman's the same kind of idea. I mean, that won't be a big studio thing, obviously, but you know, it's uh, no, but Candyman will be fun. I mean, that's like a beloved written 90s, by Jordan Peele and somebody else so. uh, series. Yeah, and it, 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 Candyman, I mean, famously, you know, tackled like race relations way yeah. back in the day. I know nothing about Candyman. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know very little about Candyman. So I mean, I, 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 all I, I know about Candyman is the the box cover of the first one that I saw on Entertainment Tonight, my local uh, movie movie um, rental store when I was a kid. That's all I know. I mean, it, I, I'm just saying, I think it makes sense that... I, I, I don't want to put words in people's mouth, but I mean, this seems like a movie that would... Jordan Peele would have enjoyed as a kid, you know, it, it appeals. It's, it's definitely kind of, uh, it takes place in like the projects. It's, it's a very like, uh, like urban experience movie. I don't know if this is under his monkey paw productions, his production company. It might be. I'm sure. I don't know. It, I'm excited to see it though. Cause like, I think he's, he's done a lot probably. with, uh, kind of pushing that, like, african-american mm-hmm. horror i don't know if that's the proper genre classification for it but it's like it's kind of taken on its own thing where it's it's really it's i hesitate to call it like modern um like black exploitation like mm-hmm. back from the 70s you know like like a reminds me of dolomite is my name yeah like all that. of those like it's not quite that but it, he does seem to be making these like almost cult horror thriller movies with pretty much exclusively black actors and yeah i don't know it's it's kind of a it's it's very like refreshing to kind of have because you look at some of those movies and these they look at some of the 70s movies of that genre and that's the type of movie that inspired you know uh tarantino with uh, yeah uh, edgar Jackie, wright Jackie brown yeah like all these kind of contemporary you know cult cinema guys they loved those movies at the time, so I don't know. I just think what Jordan Peele's doing is good, and it's he's a uh, smart guy, you know. It, it's I think it's gonna like be stuff that lives on for a long, long time. I like that he is very much like he's a huge success right now. I mean, yeah, he obviously was in Key and Peele and all that, but it's just been you know. I mean, I when I remember seeing the first trailers for Get Out, and I was like, this is, this is gonna be one of those like dumb things. Yeah. Then of course, it's you know, he won an Oscar for writing it and. And I was like, holy shit, now he's did all the, he did all this great stuff. So, you know, I'm really glad to see that he's uh Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the Candyman tie-in. Like, yeah, I think I'm excited that, to that, see. That's a, that's a movie that I feel like he can fucking nail if he if he's really involved in it. Like, it's it's sure. very much up his alley, that kind of mythology that is, you know, carried great, on through it. Great cast. You've got Tony Todd, Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second he played. Um, he's the villain in Aquaman. Coleman Domingo has one of my favorite like voices in, in movies. He just sounds like a grizzled guy. I love it. Tony Todd's got to be pretty old, though. He is. Uh, he was born in uh, 1954, so yeah. So I, I, I'm excited to see Naya Costa, Nia or Naya da Costa, because you know, when this comes out, it'll be big for her. Just like there is a director named Nicholas, I'm going to get this wrong, Pacey, Pesci. Uh, he is an independent guy, and he's now doing the Grudge remake that comes out in January. Which I wish the Grudge is another see. movie. Like I, like I told you, I'm watching. I put on my list to watch this month, The Ring, and I almost put The Grudge on too, because uh, those all kind of came out much. when I was in my childhood, and they scared the fuck out of me originally. But you, like you, you said, The Ring aged pretty nicely. It does. 
And I'm excited to kind of He's a good director. I'm excited to go back and revisit because I probably I haven't seen that movie in at least ten years. Maybe I watched it right before I went to college again, but it's been a long time. So I'm excited to revisit. That is a great example of like atmospheric horror. Like everything about that movie, even even the color grading for that kind of like low muted kind of greens and blues is very. uh, Yeah, and I'm excited to kind of revisit those early 2000s because there's a definite feel to that. 2000 like through others. 2006 yeah. where it's like it's it's contemporary but it still feels like so long ago just because you see some <laughs> of the technology in use and you see some of the stuff but it's it's well, not so long ago that we don't remember like i remember watching these and them being like the new thing and now you can watch them and kind of look at them with a different lens i guess i'll say this 1999 through around two, the end of 2000 really the filmmaking really kind of um reflected society at that time kind of like the whip smart you know whip bang kind of getting rid of the 90s i think shortly after with 2002 and beyond you don't really the, the movies don't reflect this society in terms of like um fashion and uh uh culture if that makes any sense at all. So a, a, a movie like uh, like The Ring, it came out in 02, but you wouldn't, it's kind of like a timeless. And I mean, think of like uh, like Mission Impossible 2 with John Woo when you get all the whips smart and everything seems like, like a Gushers commercial. That's true. Um, and, you know, a lot of TV shows have that kind of like kids of the block kind of shit. Um, but, you know, so I just think a lot of movies around 2002 onward kind of left the sort of 90s mentality behind it. So would you think? Would you say the ring was a little bit of ahead of its time? Oh, for sure, absolutely it was. Absolutely, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to go back and watch it. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one because it's been a while, it's been so fucking long. Gore Verbinski's a great director, and I like. I think he deserves more respect than he gets. These Has he days. done anything recently? He did the a Cure for Wellness. That Not I wanted to see, right. never got around to it. Shot beautifully. He has a good long time cinematographer. Uh, I forget his name, but it's some. It's some. Uh, I think it's Polish, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, that, that's going to be a good one for you. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm excited to revisit. So, so. good stuff on the horizon. There you go. There's a couple of horror movies coming out from like, indie directors with more studio shit that I think is very exciting. That we is not thing. glossing over this. We're just we're we're diving no. in. We're diving into. Well, the news. you mentioned movies, and I'm I go off on a tangent, you know. And I, you know, it's no, it's okay because we're not we're not covering a movie this week, so we want to get you your horror <laughs> fix for the listeners listening. Sweet, delicious. You know. Because well, especially considering I've got nothing on purchases. So, I mean, what else, what other podcast in 2019 is nerding out about the ring right now? And and what other podcast gives you the respect that it deserves for these independent filmmakers who aren't getting their due? Man, no one knows about the, the fact that Nicholas Pesci is making Grudge in like three months. No one talks about that, which is a little annoying. But is he remaking the Grudge or is he like doing kind of like a Suspiria like reinterpretation? I think it's probably story. more of the latter, which is good. I think we need more of that. I do too, because like I don't want to see a remake of the Grudge. It's already been remade. It's already a remake. It, well, yeah, Juan. That's the, that's the uh, no. The Juan is the Ring. No, no, no. You're Ringu right. is the is the you're right. no. It was the grudges. Yeah. I've seen I've seen Asian movies. Uh, you know, listen. I mean, now granted, there has been a recent, really released a screen a screenshot of the Grudge movie, so. With marketing, usually what happens, they release the first look, a couple of screenshots, then the poster, and about a week after that, the first trailer. So I would expect either this week or next, you'll see the trailer for The Grudge. You know, okay, before before we get into the Blade Driver of the Week, 
I do want to just say this. I I really there's not a there's not a ton like usually around Halloween. Last year we had obviously Halloween, but there's usually like a pretty decent crop of like studio horror that comes out around Halloween. That's a good question. Or and I feel like there's really game. nothing this year that is like catching my attention. I know next year we're gonna have like uh, what is, isn't isn't uh, Halloween? Well, Halloween I think is coming out next year. Halloween That's kills. A really good question. But this year I think there's like a is there a 47 meters down sequel? Yes, there is. And then, that actually, it might have already come out. But there's nothing like I'm trying to think of like horror movies that are out now or coming out soon. There's. <laughs> And it's like, funny you mention that because I that's actually a really good point. I mean, think about that. Like, there, it just feels like kind of an off. Like, I feel like there were so many good horror movies that came out earlier, too. Like, you had, maybe not good, but anticipated, where you had It Part 2. Um, you had the scary stories to tell mm-hmm. in the dark. I know that there um, is, I believe, a TV series of Are You Afraid of the Dark, the old Nickelodeon show coming back. I'm not sorry, not Are You Afraid of the Dark, scary stories to tell in the dark. Well, no, you, you had it right. I'm just remember, I'm just saying the other thing. But uh, yeah, I just feel like yeah, it's kind well. of a weird lackluster October for What was horror. the last horror movie? Like uh, freaking uh, Ready or Not, which is very good, but it's like... Yeah, Ready or Not, like, I think It, probably. September 6th. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit, man. Like what's coming out though? That's that's big. Uh, can you consider the lighthouse? No, that's bullshit. No, no that's an it's like an indie. Oh, I'm very excited for the lighthouse, but sure, but that's not like a big budget Halloween horror money grab. Well, there's three from hell coming out, or it's already out, but but that's not hitting theaters. That's, Speaking of which, that's so yeah, I won't get into it. We'll okay. get into it. All right. Rabbit. You no, know, three from hell. NC seventeen. It's only hitting. Oh, it's well, out. I mean, there's Zombieland, but. Uh, that's not a horror. You know what I'm saying though? Like, there's not like a dumb. No, you're right. You're right, man. A dumb horror. You know, like a weird cash in horror. Oh no! I mean, there's like the, there's a. But we in, usually get those. called the girl on the third floor that I'm interested in seeing. It here is pretty good. Yeah. Oh well, there's Doctor Sleep. Okay. Which I'm excited about because I'll see anything from freaking. Because uh, I feel like you know, for the past maybe five, six, we've had you know like. Purge sequels. We've had Conjuring. Well, Purge has not moved to like July now, but yeah, yeah, right, yeah we've man. had Conjuring. We've had Insidious sequels, like these kind of Bloomhouse. Yeah, you're right. Uh, man. It's you know Halloween yeah. heavy movies, and I just feel like we're kind of lacking. They're this probably year. gearing up for next year, you know. So I, I don't know what that means. I'm not a fucking industry expert, but I just think it's kind of odd. Ooh, this movie coming out next month called The Lodge, that I think you should look into that you might like. Okay. There's also a Black Christmas movie coming out again, if you can believe it. We should cover. We we we've talked about. It. We should co- Black Christmas is one of the best, like early slasher movies. Mm-hmm. It it seriously is so fucking creepy. It's not really a blade job movie. It's not really bloody, but it could be fun to cover. At least you should watch it. But fuck, we we went on for a long time there. Let's get into the blade job of the week. Yeah, let's do that. Start us off. Kick so, us off, all right. So you may you may know this guy because uh, I don't. So no, I showed you. You're familiar now. I guess. Superhuman, stuntman. Uh, kind of been making the rounds on the wrestling Instagram circuit, jumping off his porch, elbow dropping fucking barbed wire. I'm I, surprised I never heard of this. How did I miss this? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Red Dead Redemption Two. That's right. Yeah, you've been fucking too busy. I've been busy. But West shit. The guy, the kid, finally made his debut. Game changer wrestling, fucking, this is a feel good story. So you know, hats off, superhuman. He's a juggalo, representing God Southeast bless. Michigan. 
Whoop whoop. Oh, he's local. No, he's not local. Oh. You know, a juggle of family goes all across the country. They are eternal. I think he's from New Jersey. I'm not 100% Ugh, sure. Don't quote waste. me on it. I feel like there's a there's a oh, juggalo, you know, colony out there in that New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. I, I would think of like Vermont for some reason. But, you wrong. know, I mean, he you know, the fact that he has kind of had this cult following for well, I mean, he probably caught on maybe like 2 years ago. But the fact that he finally kind of like got invited to a wrestling event to wrestle, I think he's I think that's worthy of a blade job of the week and if that guy can be invited from WWE, game 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 changer, game changers, G, G, then Marvel Studios can hire me for digital marketing. So come on, man, listen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's about you. We're talking about the blade job of the Mr. week. Feige, you got to bring it back to you. Yeah, well, you know. So well, all right. So that's our blade job of the Superhuman, week. Superhuman, shout out. You're our boy. Uh, we'll get him on the show tomorrow. Yeah, we week. should we should get him to he should come to that record. There's a juggle record store that uh, Devin and I went to not oh, too yeah. long ago. Show Devin Green. We'll get him on yeah. here soon. Yeah, we need to get better mics, then we'll get Devin on. Yeah, I think that's that's the key. That's a good point. We'll talk about that one for but, sure. But uh, anyway, without further ado, the meat of the episode, the main course, if you will, No Mercy 2002. Oh, okay. I thought we would just kind of talk about talk about Sid Haig for a minute, but I guess you can just, oh, we can, we can just, we can just flash over that. I didn't want to talk about him because we fucking F- cursed fuck him. him. Fuck him, I guess, though, so we can just... Okay, go ahead, he's Steve. Dead. He's dead. That's fine. Steve. Sid Haig died. I, I, I like to think that maybe we caused it by, by wishing him well. We shouldn't do that anymore. We're not going to talk about any people who are hospitalized for their health it as just, Blade Jobbers of the Week. There seems to be a, a trend going on now of people getting hurt being hospitalized, doing pretty well, getting your hopes up, and then dying anyway. Like Tom Petty. Tom Pe- Tom Petty. Well, he just had he was a, it was a tragic misinformation. When he I died. mean, think about like well, now it has like between this and like Carrie Fisher and her mom. Yeah. Within within a day. So like I now if whenever I see someone went in the hospital, Gene Simmons it, in the hospital right now. Is he really for kidney stones or something? Oh, well, he could know. die. I mean, if we talk about it on this podcast, he like, might die. I feel like him and like Ozzy, they're not gonna die. Like, it, it, like it'll take a really yeah. big force to bring them. down. A kidney down. stone won't kill Gene Simmons or Ozzy. No, no. And funny fun fact: Gene Simmons' tongue is actually on the podcast right now, next to me here, mm-hmm. reaching all the way from him. Bad joke. Anyway, so now I see people like you know in the hospital. I think to myself in the news, of course, like oh they're in good spirits. And I think they're they're fucking toast. They're toast. They're toast as shit. Uh, which is unfortunate. It's hot as hell in this apartment right now. I'm dying. It's not that hot. I'm wearing. I'm, jeans. I'm about to go to the hospital. Right, you're wearing jeans. Well, you're also skinnier than I am. You, 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 wear, you live in jeans and like a hoodie and shit. I wear almost nothing on this podcast. So, anyway, uh, Sid Haig, you know, damn it. Uh, I'm glad that he was able to to do three from hell beforehand. You know? I still need to see it. I heard it's a very small cameo, but yes, I'm still glad he got. To really? Because he's getting. I mean, at least on IMDb, he's got like third, like second billing in IMDb. I mean, which doesn't always mean anything, but you know, it's. I I heard from they made from an interview I, I I read with that someone did with uh, Rob Zombie. I mean, it's it's about three minutes of screen time. Really? That's it? Huh? Yeah. Shit. It doesn't sound well, like it's a ton. I so. mean, even still, you know, I'm glad. I guess he was, he was able in very to... bad health. For a long time, and Rob Zombie talks about that. Speaking of very bad health, I had no goddamn idea that guy was eighty years old. Man, I thought he was in like fifties or something. That's crazy to me. Yeah, so that I is get, Rob, Rob, Rob Zombie was saying he was in pretty bad health, and that uh, he really—I don't know if they cut stuff, but they—they they pretty much did like maybe a day or two of filming or something with him. Like it wasn't a ton. Like they cut it a lot out, and they just kind of made him more of a supporting act. 
Sid Haig is someone who went out doing what he loved. That guy did oh, nothing yeah. but what he loved to do. Up he was like doing death. conventions like gotta two weeks that. before he died. Yeah, you really got to love that. I mean, you know, it's uh, he. He. I, I feel like the the main cast of Rob Zombie movies is kind of like the main cast of like Adam Sandler movies or like John Waters, where they kind of like hang out with their friends and make shit. Yeah, well, gotta Sid Haig was like a like a staple of like like we were talking about like those black exploitation yeah, movies, those, sure. like those seventies. Like those true, true grindhouse movies where they John Waters has like Mink stolen Divine and all that kind of shit. These character actors who just were like a very good actors first and foremost, Mm -hmm. but then B like kind of unique looking or like they they were very good at playing these like very specific roles, but they're like iconic. Yeah. And like I feel like that's really what like is special about them. So well, I mean, I, I'll admit when I heard, when I learned that was he was eighty, I was like, oh, well, you know, I mean, he's an know, old dude. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like if someone's like, oh, you, my grandma died how old? She was ninety three. It's like, oh, well, okay, Jesus, my grandma yeah. died when she was like sixty eight, so you know, or seventy two or something like that. So it's like, great, you know, they lived the full life. No, dude had um, a hell of a life, hell of a career. Yeah. So, Blade, shout out, you know, the fact that he's gone now, he's still a he's, friend of the show. Yeah, he, I mean, no, definitely Blade, like. Blade job, like Hall of Famer. Blade job. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll put canon. that in. He's in the Blade job canon. Blade job sure. canon. Yeah. Yeah. West can. I, I feel like when I feel like it would be, it would be, it would be almost insulting just to make him a Blade jobber of the week because he already was, and then to just re re up it like we need. He's a Blade job, you know, icon. Mm. We are creating the Blade job canon right now. Yes. You know who else we can add to the canon? We weren't around when he died because I was I was actually in Atlanta. Uh, Wes Craven when he died. I remember that day. Hell he yes. Back. Yes. Uh, he is in the Blade Job canon, friend of the show. We could spend a whole episode talking about the Blade Job canon yeah. of of Hall of Famers, but Dead Hall of Famers, but yeah, God bless. Uh, we love yeah. you very much. Said Hague, uh, rest in peace. Good times, Rip. And with that, now you can talk. Now about, you can, you can uh, introduce us to No Mercy 2002. Uh, 2002. Let's see, as I normally do. Let's see yeah. here. Let's see. A it. Beautiful Mind won Best Picture. Nobody saw it. The Aviator was big. No one gives a shit. Uh, no, maybe The Avi- Aviator was 05. I, Fuck around, Howard. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Gangs of New York was the big movie that year. Okay. Uh, I was turning 12. Uh, the Nintendo DS came out two years later. Uh, you can't talk about something that came out two years later. That doesn't make sense. It's DS. It deserves it. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got to say about that. <laughs> That'd be like saying like, oh, well, like, you know, PS, you know, PS3 came out like five years later. Fall mm, four. four. <laughs> you know, That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> That's, okay. No Mercy, though. Yeah. 2002. Oh, yeah. That part of the show. That's right. The whole. I'm going to say there. if you're watching along with us, pull this. Okay. Pause the episode right now. Pull this shit up. How we're, can, gonna, we're about to start this. In, now you're telling me what to do when they just pause it. Yeah, I'm they, telling you to fucking pause the episode. Because I want them oh to make sure God, if they want to play along with us, I'm going to tell them right now, get, get the controller. Oh, yeah. Right. We, as 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 hosts of the... You okay over there? Yeah, I dropped my microphone. It's probably going to make some noise. <laughs> as hosts of the podcast, we are playing it right about now. So... Damn right. Welcome. It has begun. You're watching along with us if you so care to. It has begun. Anyways, 
Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. With Paul Heyman. Undertaker. The, 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 what do you call it? The Foxtail himself in the back of the head. It's an interesting is, name. Really I don't know if he's ever been called the Foxtail. No, because what I said was garbage and gibberish. Also, I didn't realize this before. Look at that, like, giant barbed wire on the screen back there. Do you yeah, see that? I that's, did that's, see that's, that. that's actually a set piece. Dangerous. I don't think, I don't think that's a, on the screen. It's honestly dangerous. Uh, Brock Lesnar possessing pretty much zero body fat. I know I mentioned that before, but, you know. Okay, so Brock Lesnar is Brock, the WWF uh, champion his here. His manager reminds me of that clip of, of Nathan Felder wearing, like, the big oversized coat, yeah. oversized suit jacket. Because this kid, he looks like he's he looks like Trump the way that he doesn't know where to put his hands. Who this Brock is, or is, Paul? Paul. This is officially a politics podcast now. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give some background to this match. Please here. do. Are you ready? Please give us say something that's actually that's not garbage and gibberish. Okay. Are you ready for this, Steve? Okay. I'm ready. We are heading into the Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker Hell in a Cell match. Clearly, uh, the background to this. Undertaker, currently in his biker taker incarnation, which you will recognize by the headband and the biker chaps. You know, we've watched some Undertaker shit where he's like in the true Undertaker hat, trench coat. This is not where we're heading. Well, yeah, I told you before the show, like that—that that what you just described is like what everybody kind of right. like. Regardless, I did not grow up with wrestling, but even if I think of the Undertaker, that is the image that I have in my right. Head. So we're heading into Biker Taker as the wrestling. Never heard that before. I like that fans Biker Taker. <laughs> like to refer to as into it. The feud here is essentially Brock Lesnar brought up. Oh, are we gonna get a little? Okay, no. Uh, brought up Undertaker's past girlfriends. Oh boy, We're, we got like this is like old school wrestling. Buddy, you do not do that. He's he's like bringing Undertaker's past girlfriends up to the stage. So this is like really like when we talk about the soap opera of wrestling, this is it. That's what it's all about. Big Evil, as you can see. Yeah, Big Evil was also what he was known as here. This is this is around the time when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are kind of winding. Honestly, down. I wouldn't mind rocking that Undertaker shirt, that Big Evil I, Devil I, Head I shirt. Like it, I like it. That's pretty sick. I like it. It's a good workout outfit. Yeah. Boy, they are all about the barbed wire this time. That's yeah. A lot, of, a lot of motion graphics. Well, it's no and mercy. Wire. That's true. There's there's little, very little mercy, lacking mercy. Okay, and as yeah, we can like see, that. Undertaker has a cast on his arm. Uh, that's going to come into play. Quite very, a bit. Very much so. Quite very a bit. So, yeah. um, some would say that could be a weapon that could be used against Brock Lesnar. But as we're going to see, uh, it might also be the downfall of The Undertaker. You missed the point where, where they had a really dramatic shot close above them locking the cage on the outside. Well, you got to no be one's locked in. Out. You got to be locked in. Very dramatic. I, no, I like it. I like All it. All right. It's the bell rang it. here. And, uh, I'm a, I mean, we watched this earlier, and so Steve knows what he's in for, but, I mean, this is not your high-flying match. No. No, but the blood makes up for it, honestly. The blood will make up for it. I mean, this, this, these yeah. are two big boys uh, going One of them will have zero body fat. Yeah. So, like you said, Steve, you, like you, Undertaker, you think of the, the hat and the trench coat? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, you, so, you're not super familiar with, like, the biker-taker no, gimmick here? I'm not at all. Any just thoughts on what we're dealing with here? Yeah, here's a thought. I used to always get Undertaker and Gravedigger from freaking well, Monster Truck Mix. Well, one's so. a car, one's a man. There's an awful, stupid thought for you. You asked. You asked for <laughs> well, thoughts. Okay, okay. No mercy, no rules. 
What do you think about fucking Brock's power slam there? It's nice, man. I like his uh, his um. What is he wearing? His little speedo. What do you call that? It's a, it's his trunks. Trunks. Tights, if well, you will. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one of those. Trunks, I feel like, have uh, sleeve. What, what do you call? What do you call pant? Oh, pant legs. Okay, I'm like shorts. Like shorts. <laughs> like sh- okay. Whatever. I'm, I'm yeah, his like. I would say like Brock high. has like what they call like short trunks. Sure. I would call that a speedo. Taker yeah. has like trunk pants. Yeah, I mean he's got pants. Ooh, with leather pants too. It looks like. Yeah, Dead Man Inc. And you can now, see Brock, Brock has a bandana on his forehead. Yeah, he's he's already he's already kind of pre-busted. I'm gonna tell you right now that's not gonna last. No, I mean for our pleasure. If uh, for those listening at home, if you're not familiar with this match, uh, No Mercy 2002 Hell in a Cell, there's about to be three blade jobs here. But wait, Eric, it's only, there's only two people in the ring right now. Well, there's like, a ref too, but with the ref, yeah, I was gonna say you're that. right. Who's the third man who's gonna blade? Guess we'll find out. Does he have a, does he have a ponytail by chance? Uh... Am I, am, I, am, I, am I busting a nut too early here? You know what's funny to me is that, you know, we're watching this in 2019. Mm-hmm. This is this took this takes place in 2002. Yeah. And you know what? Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman are still relevant today. Had, when was the last time they were both in the ring? The squared circle, if you will. Uh, last pay-per-view. I'll be They're damned. both still doing it. I'll be damned. I mean, I guess I'm not shocked. It was something, you know. I so I mean, there's still, there's still to this day, Brock. I mean, this is what we're watching today. Is uh, kind of the. Uh, I don't want to say the passing of the torch to Brock Lesnar. Really, because well, so just I mean I'm not going to say who wins this match, but I will say you know, in about 2002, I think it's about six years, maybe maybe eight years. Brock Lesnar would retire The Undertaker. So this is kind of a little bit of, of of what's to come. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, this this feud is going to go on for a while. And Brock is Lesnar... This, is this, like, near the beginning of the feud, or is this an oh, this ongoing Oh, this is, like, the beginning of the feud. Oh, okay. Brock Lesnar's maybe been in the company for a year here. Oh, wow, okay. And he's well, you a, mentioned he's, he's young. So he's okay, young as sense. fuck. Also, we haven't mentioned it yet, but fuck audition. The movie sucks ass. And why would you? What, what happened with was audition reference in this? In no, this but episode? I said every episode, and I haven't. I couldn't think of a way to put it in here, so I'm just gonna drop it in. The movie sucks, and the, if you like the movie, you're terrible. I still stand by. I mean, I guess I I shouldn't say it. I I don't know because I've only watched each of them once, but I would say I enjoyed audition more than Hereditary. Or I'm sorry, not Hereditary. Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, I'll help you out. Midsummer. Yeah. Well, Thank you know, you. I refuse to believe that. So. I think it's because I watched it with my friends and we could bullshit during audition. Yeah, well, you know. It's but at the same time, I feel like if I would have so. watched Midsummer with you and Ryan, you guys wouldn't have wanted to bullshit during it anyways. You guys would have been too, like, caught up in the dumb... Oh, like, fuck me for wanting to watch the movie like, instead of talking to shit. That's true. So, like, I feel like I still put her at it, or, uh, fuck, audition. audition above it because it's fun to bullshit again. Ah, well you know that's fair i guess so and we have the first yeah blood of the match for brock those Lester, watching along way. you saw brock be thrown into the cage there pretty and, obvious uh, that he would blade at that point but yeah i mean stuff. it's it's kind of along the lines of where he was bandaged up i feel like these people really have streamlined when exactly to blade and I, yeah it, to the point where you really don't know what's happening even if you're looking for it I've been saying this for a while, and I, I think we're going to stick to this. Like, 
when we get to oh look at Paul when we get to when we get to uh, Thanksgiving we are going to do a Starcade eighty five super show like possibly two parter and Damn, that has dude. some of the most blatant blade jobs I've ever seen. It's one of the only pay per views from the eighties on the WWE network that holds a TV mature rating. God, I'm bless. I'm looking forward to that because we're yeah, there's good. there's a lot of blood. And there's a lot of fucking dumb comedy. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun we specialize one to cover. in, baby. It's going to be a fun one to cover. All right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, as we're in 2002 here. We're, we're only really... Oh, look at these shots. Yeah, the, the, the cameramen are really pulling their own today. It's very yeah. nice. And I, mean, I mean, and you've talked about this, Steve. Like, the, the, the WWE cameramen, for filming live TV, they know what the fuck they're doing. They do very well. You know this because granted, I mean, you know, it's like as opposed to like chasing down like celebs during like a, let's say like a like a um, what do you call it? like a TLC fake show, right? I mean, granted, you have you know exactly what you need to be focusing on. It's those two dudes. But look but at some of the still, like the look at some of the van directing where they're like cutting yeah. to Paul yelling and they cut to the takeaways here. Like no, it's, the it's, whole it's, show it's, is very put together. It's well. a competent job for sure. Oh, it does for the sure, job. does it does the job? And that's what I'm saying. Like not to refer back away from this too much, but with AEW premiering uh, on Wednesday, I'm kind of curious about how their you know look and feel is compared because WWE is such a like I said they're the Disney. They're the yeah. well-oiled machine of live wrestling production, which I feel like is a huge part of it. I, was it you? Someone I, I recently I came across the idea that Vince McMahon is not very well liked. He's not. He's kind uh, of an asshole. He's kind of. He's kind of. It's kind of a love hate. I would say. Okay. I think people love Seems him. Abusive, okay. Pe- people. People don't like him currently. Mm. But I think people appreciate him for what he's done in the past. If I can cross um, recommend a podcast on this podcast, there is a show that I listen to a lot called Business Wars. And every episode, they do seasons and they go through two different like um, uh, companies, you know, a business, two businesses going at war together. You know, they'll yeah. have like Kellogg versus Post or Nintendo and Sony. The one right now ongoing is like a nine parter of WWE versus WCW. What? Yeah. What is this called? Business Wars. It's Business pretty good. War- it's okay, from it's... Wondery, a, a decently good yeah. podcast network. It's, it's very well produced, um, except for the fact that one, one guy kind of does all the voices, but it's all, it's very well done. Very intriguing. That's the Monday Night Wars. I've been meaning to tell you about that for the past like month now, but I just always forget. It's the WCW versus WWF? Uh, I'll come, I'm going to confirm that while you give us some it, more it has commentary to be. There's nothing here. else. There's nothing else that it would be. I'm almost for. positive. That's right. But yeah. Also, just Steve, watch this. This leg drop, the Undertaker. Oh wait, we fucking missed it. WWF versus WCW. Yeah. They're, on, they're on episode seven, the future of pro wrestling. Monday Night Wars. Yep. We missed it earlier, but but at one point, like maybe two or three minutes ago, fucking Taker did a leg drop, and it just it it it, it, it shows why Taker is such a pro. It looked so fucking real. A lot of people, I feel like, they kind of, kind of like, shit the idea, shit on the idea of, like, wrestling, but you have no idea how physically demanding. I mean, you can tell and look at it, but even I think even more so than you may think. Not you, because you know this very well, but well, I think the it's royal like, you. It's, like, it's, it's choreographing to an extent that, yeah, I mean... I think a lot of it's, like, on-the-cuff improv, physical improv. Yes. What we're heading into here... 
Uh, We see Paul Heyman reaching through the cage and a big boot from Taker took Paul Heyman for those listening at home. Which is dumb because never put your hand through the the, the fence in a wrestling match. So let's just say, okay, so as we're watching right now, Brock Lesnar, bloodied, his face is all bloody, thrown into a steel staircase, completely bludgeoned bloody. And Paul Heyman comes up here. What happened to Paul here, Steve? He's uh he's he's been tainted. He's been blade. He's blade. I mean, he's, been he's our third man. Oh, well, I mean, I shouldn't say he's a third man, but he he also third is movie. blading. Third man, Carol Reed. I mean, uh, Paul Heyman. He's non wrestler. He he's he may a, not be a wrestler, but he's a damn showman. No, he, he is he is one of the best of the best when it comes to managers. When it comes hmm. to non-wrestling personalities in the business you know okay. what i mean yeah i mean i i take your word for it and i will say this paul Heyman, the man that we're watching right here bloodied long hair and all he is now the main writer for monday night raw really yeah okay. so i'm expecting to see some changes interesting maybe okay. some more maybe a blade job i, I don't like know that that would be very nice probably to not see. a blade job probably but definitely not, but, you know, definitely yeah. some some edge of your storyline and he's putting in the work right now yeah and he is also the brainchild behind ecw i'll be damned he ran ecw for the lore is, is everlasting it goes back and back buddy well, that's what i'm saying i mean that that's what i feel like is so wrestling is one of those topics that you can if you if you want to you can nerd out on so hard there there's it's so interconnected it's so it's like timeless like it's it there, there's characters that reappear from 10 years prior like what else does that uh tv shows i recommend you go and watch and listen to business wars that season i, I will i will i will i, will. I listen to the that first sounds one I interesting it's good it's good you know, it, it's it's a well-produced sometimes maybe overproduced podcast no I've, um, i'm kind of familiar with wandry um, yeah I mean, i've been a fan of of uh business wars for quite a while now so we're going in here. Heyman now, he's busted open. He's bloody. Brock's bl- busted open and bloody. Heyman's taken his belt off, tied it around Undertaker's cast, and has him, like, strung up here. Strung up on the lump. Yeah. So now and got... what we're about to see here... Uh, hard to watch. Has, you think it's hard to watch? No. I think that other people may think it's hard to watch. <laughs> I mean, it's, Nothing's it's... hard to watch for me anymore. I'm too desensitized. <laughs> I've seen too many real murders on the internet. I can't do this anymore. So we're watching Brock just beat the hell out of Undertaker's broken arm. So the... much so that it broke the belt. He's he's using the same chair that we all have in our basement. Yeah. That, that your mom makes you carry up for Thanksgiving that you hate to do. But so yeah, so Undertaker has this cast on. Brock is now trying to rip it off. It, it reminds me of the, of the of the end of of Avengers: Infinity War when they're trying to get the gauntlet off of Thanos's arm. I never saw. Um, well, oh no, I didn't see Infinity. Did I see Infinity War? Infinity War was last year. End Games this year. Yeah, I, I saw Infinity War. I didn't they're see both End fantastic. Game. So obviously, Undertaker fought Undertaker, back. Yeah, really Undertaker's kind of... holding on. His, poor uh, hand. his nipple popped out a little bit there. I gotta ask you though, is this hand really broken, or is this one of those? Uh, I'm gonna say it's a uh, half and half. You know, we we've talked about it a few times in the show. It's a uh, it's kayfabe broken, I which don't means know what it that is means. broken in storyline. Uh, 
Um, take I mean, that hey, as is, you will. I will take it to say that it is not broken, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but no. you know what? It just goes to show how how good Undertaker is because he's going to sell it. Once, once Brock rips this cast off, Undertaker is going to sell it like it's broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he it actually it might be actually hurt, you know? I mean, well, I, you know, that having a chair bashed against it 15 times, it's probably going to do some damage regardless. Yeah. Unless you can really pull your... And look at, look at, okay, so as we're talking right now, Paul Heyman is actually the bloodiest man in this He is, by far. He has a full And he's not even in the cell. It's like, what is that, like the, 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 the the party of death in Mexico when they wear the masks? Uh, uh, yeah, you know. Day of the Dead? Day of the Dead, yeah, that's what it looks like for him. I don't know. There's Sometimes a Spanish way to say it, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank De los right muertos. That's like, that's it's, like, that's it's like, something. Yeah. It's there, something. there is like the back 75% of it. Right. Anyway. But um, I will say like, you know, we saw Heyman bleeding. We've seen Brock bleeding this whole match, but we haven't even seen Taker bloody yet. And Taker really does steal the show when hey, he uh, gets busted open here. Hey, Eric, do you see how white that ring is? Mm. It's not going to last. There's a little bit of blood. Yeah. There's a little well, bit of Brock blood. It's going to be a lot more. But we're, we have a lot more coming. Rated M for Mature. Oh, so the cast is off. That thing's got to stink, right? Oh, hell yeah. And Brock's just ripping it apart. I mean, he's rubbing it on himself. <laughs> Drying himself He's off. like literally some kind of... Brock Lesnar looks like a guy who was at one point spent time in the army. I only say, I only say that because of his hair. His, I don't know if he was his in the buzzed army. It's the only reason I say that. I feel like he wasn't because I feel like he came, he he was like a legit, like college wrestler, like NCAA wrestler. Okay. I think he went pretty much right to WWE. He's got no body fat. As I keep mentioning, weirdly enough, I keep mentioning it. And you can see here, he's cranking on that broken hand of undertaker in the ropes. Is that that the term for that? What he's doing cranking or is that? I'm going to say crank. I mean, what would you say he was doing? I don't, I, hey, I'll take cranking. That's fine by me. It makes I mean, sense. He like tied it up in the ropes. Yeah. Then used no, the I leverage. Like the, I, like, I, I like that. I like the term cranking. I'm going to use that. And okay. I mean like I'm, I'm probably going to get some flack here for this. Cause like oh, Brock yeah. Lesnar now very much like Vince McMahon, very controversial character, very much love, hate relationship. Cause he kind of is like, not in the best shape. He kind of just shows up now. He's booked as like an impossible monster. But honestly, back then, I fucking love... Like, this is the Brock Lesnar I love. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks kind of sloppy. He looks like he's literally hurting Undertaker. Yeah. Well, like, the well, whole match. The which I alone. love. Yeah, man. I mean, even these kicks and, like, when he throws Taker, like, it just looks sloppy and real. So they and, are. Ooh, ooh, all right, there and we just saw a low blow from Taker there. He just chopped Lesnar in the dick. Oh, and look at Heyman. That's a beautiful shot. Heyman's gonna pass out if he's not careful. Good lord. He has I mean, a blood transfusion. We, I mean, the the managers getting involved. We've had a few matches he's like managing, this man. where the managers are involved in the blade jobs. I mean, the last one that comes to mind was the Harley Race. Remember when he was blading? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Vader's back. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The managers are a huge part of this, and Undertaker's up on the top rope here. Kind of wish the referee and a big know. elbow drop. That was a great elbow drop too. Very successful. Good connection. Good contact. I got. I just heard Michael Cole call it a last gasp, which I don't 
I mean, Undertaker had a lot of like weird finishers at this time. Last gasp. I, Undertaker's most famous finisher, as you may know, is the Tombstone Pile Driver. I do, know. which is uh, you know, the dropping on your head. Yep. And uh, extremely dangerous. And extremely I dangerous. I bet in real life. Um, at this time too, Undertaker also incorporated what's called the Last Ride, which I think we'll see, where he pretty much picks up the opponent up all the way on his shoulders and then drops him kind of like a super, super power bomb. One, one, one like term like that, that I love that's unrelated to wrestling is the term ride the lightning. Like, Ooh. Like me on Metallica, the album. Like the but, Metallica album. Well, you know, well, they got there from like when people would get the, the, electric, the electric chair. Yeah. yeah. You call it ride the lightning. I think that's, I think that's cool as shit, man. That's a cool term for like a really grotesque maneuver there. That'd be a that's a that'd be a good that's a that's a good uh, pay per view name. Ride, Ride the, the lightning. lightning. Although I'm sure Metallica, Metallica might have like own. trademarks. Yeah, on exactly. It they probably would. Which is kind of bullshit because it was kind of yeah. a colloquial term before. I mean, they stole the it. album. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So we're we're pretty far into this match, and Undertaker has not yet sliced himself. But here we go. So he just into... dove through the the ropes, hit the cage side. And he's kind of down. Oh, he looks okay he looks right fine. now. He's just dazed a bit. Yeah, he did kind of hit Brock. Let's let's watch the. Re- they were watching a replay right here. <laughs> Still at the replay, sir. Thank you. So he he did k- he kicked Brock and then he dove through, kind of like a suicide dive, but right into the cage. To more suicide than you would expect. So. I don't think he bladed there though. No, he didn't. No, he's he's uh. But look at you. Look at him selling the hand. He can't lift that oh, staircase. Oh, that's what that. Okay, that he's makes still, sense. He's still. That's how good. Of, that's uh, how professional I he is. He had a broken hand. Nice. Uh, whatever you call that's that. A, that's like a lariat clothesline. Yeah. Clothesline. I think that's the word I'm looking for. I I can, I can get you on the on the actual <laughs> kind of terminology. That's why are you here, my friend? <laughs> but um. My ying to my yang. But yeah, I mean Brock here. Is pretty. Is this? Let me. I want to kind of see him. Is this is Brock pre um pre chest tattoo? Chest tattoo. So now nowadays Brock has that. Have you seen a picture of Brock lately, Steve? I will. He has a a big knife down his chest with like brass knucks on the knife. Sure. Look up. Look up Brock Lesnar. Like I will. Twenty. Oh, big. Now that hit in the staircase. What's about to? You know, that's probably the blade moment. Yeah, hitting the head with the staircase. Uh, notice we're not showing Undertaker. The cameras are all showing Brock. And holy shit! There it is. You know what I'm talking about, Steve. You see yep. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I that, see it. That, I see that that knife. knife. That's uh, that's brutal. It's pretty intense. Wow, tattoo. He's, he's got even less body fat in real life now. Yeah. Mama mia. So I'm Undertaker not, not, not is like giving Eddie Guerrero a run for his money with that fucking uh, JBL match we covered at the live show. That's right. Undertaker is fucking gushing here. Yeah. Holy shit! Look at Brock throws that. Toss that they just toss that staircase. I, mean, I don't stair. think that this. I think that staircase is like aluminum, but still, so that thing was probably like I couldn't do ninety it. pounds, hundred pounds. He Lord. just threw like it was nothing. <laughs> but Taker here is uh, Steve. He's 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 now past Paul Heyman. Yeah, he really, he really donned that mask real quick, didn't he? Um, I think we're gonna get a full Muda out of out of Taker on this match. I, I'm seeing a Muda all around here, honestly. Honestly, Heyman almost hit a Muda. Yeah. He was maybe like a point eight Muda for someone who's not in the ring wrestling right yeah. now. It's probably a Muda on the Muda scale for sure. And Brock's kind of got that. Like we've seen this a few times, where like the first guy to blade, 
kind of loses all the blood by the end of the match because yeah. the wound kind of cauterizes. Is that the uh, proper term? No, clots. Clots. Cauterize when you burn it. <laughs> when you burn it closed. But, but like the, the blood kind of dries and you stop bleeding, you know, yeah. after like 20 minutes of the blade job. Oh my job. god, Undertaker. But Undertaker is literally... looks like a freaking Red Power Ranger. This, I don't... I I'm gonna, this, this might be the bloodiest Undertaker match of all time. Which is why we're covering it at the start of the Halloween season. Makes sense. God bless. Happy to do it. So, at this point, Brock doesn't... Nope. He tries, does not He goes for a cover. Doesn't do it. Not happening. To be expected, of course, for the first, like, 15 times that happens. But, yeah, Undertaker literally... He's, he's like... He's... The Crimson Mask is, uh... Is in full effect. It is, dude. It's, uh, yeah, it's, boy, it's more red than skin. And this is why, like, honestly, like, when I, so, I mean, you want to peek behind the curtain real quick? Gladly. Good when when I'm looking for, when I'm looking for matches and shit to cover for the episodes, one of the first things I do is I go through the WWE Network and I scroll through the pay-per-views, scroll through the episodes. The number one thing I look for is episodes or anything that's rated TV mature. I see. You know why? Because I mean, that I mean, means why. we're getting crimson masks. That's right. We're getting... Because we're adults, apparently. Allegedly. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of... T- like. In, the crazy thing is, is this was not TV mature at the time. Really? I don't know what this was rated, but I do know that I was watching this as a like 11-year-old. Uh, hello, police. You were way too young for that. Well, I don't know. Like this, like I don't, I don't know if like. I mean, you were what four years older than TVY seven, so. Okay, but I was also TV fourteen. I was also three years younger than TV fourteen. My God, this was probably rated like TV fourteen at the time. Interesting. I would think, yeah, but then like sometimes like retroactively they would rate these mature. You know what I mean? Like this was sure. they, they didn't know this was going to be TV mature going into it. Kind right. of like when we covered, remember the uh, kill shot episode with yes. Lucha Underground where oh, yeah. it was TV 14 and then they were like, holy fuck, this is too bloody <laughs> for TV. They were like, we didn't expect this. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. So Undertaker, this is about to be classic Taker here. So what, he does the rope up? walk here. Rope walk. I like the term. Oh, but he's thrown. Nope. So he was about to do Completely the Undertaker botched. rope walk, which is completely botched i don't want to say the undertaker rope walks a lame move but he kind of just walks the rope look at him dripping the blood it is pouring down like if that was anywhere outside of this ring it'd be like you need to get to a hospital right the hell now no and this is still less than the episode we covered on the live show eddie guerrero on that show is probably the biggest blade job we've ever covered unbelievable how lucky for for the the crowd during that live show oh so okay Choke slam. Choke slam to um, the recipient end of that, of course, being Brock Lesnar. Kicking nope. out. Nope. Kicking out of that choke denied. slam. Denied. So the choke slam, obvious staple of The Undertaker. Holy shit. It, yeah, it, is... it looks like freaking Apocalypse Now when you, when he comes out of the water. Yeah. Freaking uh, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you even trying? Uh, I'm trying. I'm massing it. I'm trying. It's Jesus. Uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah. The point when it comes out of the water, that's how it looks like anyway. I'm trying to put, bring, you know, 
to bring in an analog or uh, I'm blacking out on so many words today. This you are. Good. You're blacking out on um, the the guy from Apocalypse Now. It's, I am. It's the guy from The Godfather. <sighs> it's the guy from literally like most famous actor from the 60s and 50s. Yep. On the waterfront. Yep. Freaking a streetcar named Desire. Yep. Uh. Wow, you know, you know, I none of those, none of those are helping you. No, none of those are helping me, which is crazy. <laughs> those are helping you remember. I, I know the director Elia Kazan who did a lot of that stuff, but no, nope. that DDT looked so fucking brutal. It did because I don't know if the Rock knew how to take it properly. Me. It's the head. Whenever they like drop on the head, I, I get nervous. I'm just like, I yeah. One of these days, this is gonna, you know, this will go wrong. And then it's over. God, he is so fucking bloody. It, it, it is like it is like though. running off his nose, like just like a fucking water shower. It makes his eyes pop, though. I kind of like. I respect that. I mean, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it, you are right, Steve. It is de- definitely Brando esque. Marlon Brando. That Thank is who you. you were thinking of. Sometimes it just takes like one word, yeah. like one letter, like oh, Marlon Brando. Of yes. Course. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, well yeah, Marlon Brando coming out of the water <laughs> five minutes ago. Yeah, you know, you know one of the most celebrated uh, yeah. actors of of American Who cinema. Literally, well, allegedly, literally invented method acting. So there you go. Did he invented it? Oh, uh, pretty much. He was like a he was like a, like the definitive uh, method. That that was the last ride right there. That big power bomb where he like lifts yeah. him up like that. I liked it. And watch, he's gonna go for the pin here. Looks like a, like, like Brock. A Brock, so, look at that fucking blood. But look I know it just pours out of him. Two grip. Oh damn! What, what, what if he had missed? Like just like oh my death perception's off because I got blood in my eyes. All right, Steve. This is quiz time. Oh, when crap. there's a count like that and someone grabs the rope, what happens? They stop the count. No, he has to. Yeah, hold no, on to it, right? Yeah, it just stops the count. Oh, okay. Rope, a rope break stops the count. It was that simple. That's that simple. Yeah. Got it. I'm just giving you some wrestling rules that hey, you've been acclimated. <laughs> I appreciate it. I need it. Need also, it so I'm pretty bad. sure most of the blood on Brock, 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 I don't call them Block Lesnar. Block Lesnar, baby. Block Brock Lesnar. All the blood on him right now is from The Undertaker. <laughs> that Most of that blood is yeah, Undertaker. That's a good point. So if this were the 80s, it would not be acceptable at all. So I know, like, people listening at home, like, yes, this isn't a technical Halloween episode. Like, this isn't a Halloween Oh, it doesn't need. Lesnar's got him up for the F five here. Oh, did you see how he? Yeah, that was amazing. That was Undertaker incredible. is like three hundred pounds. He just threw him up. That was that adjustment of his body was incredible. Boom. And, and, uh, and, and Brock it. just won that shit. He no. he literally had Undertaker cradled, and then threw him up over his head and caught him again, and then F five him. F five. That 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 is an amazing feat of strength. But yeah, this doesn't need to be Halloween because it's day one of well, October. It, it took place. This takes place in October. October. This is October. a Hell in a Cell, which you know is a this is a bloody match. It's a kind of a Halloween oriented match. Brock is pissed. I feel like any match is Halloween enough if it's bloody enough. Yeah, which is all, which is all the ones that we cover, of course. And we're going to be covering do. some. Uh, we, we we're going to have a probably a two parter for the next couple episodes. So. Stay tuned for that. We those. all love a good cliffhanger anyway. Yeah. But look at Brock. I mean, this is kind of the... He made out like a bandit in terms of cleanliness. Yeah, th- this is kind of like what's to come. Pretty much for the next, God, 15 years after this match, Brock Lesnar will be on top of the world. 
he will, he will be like maybe the most right. He, he kind of will take over WWE. Hmm. We're watching the start of it here. Interesting. He has the WWF title. Or WWE it's like seeing title. Meryl Streep in the Deer Hunter. You're like, yeah. this chick's going someplace. So then she, two years later, she's in freaking. We're we're. This is like young Brock Lesnar, but this is like still the time where people were like, well, maybe he's just a flash in the pan. You know, maybe he's just a a quick champion. Flash in the pan. That is not a. Uh, what, what's that on? Not a saying that gets used often enough. I well, think. Well, you it's know, a, that's what you get on this podcast. I'm telling you, man. You get some. <laughs> what a deal. No ads. What a deal. God. Look at this fucking this last shot to Brock Lesnar climbs the cell at the end. It's a, it's a victory lap. And just look at this fucking what the end the end image here. This fucking monster of a man. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. He, he knows how to play an audience. Yeah. Got to respect yeah. that. And look at Taker. He up is f- fucked up as an understatement. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. no mercy. Okay, thoughts on no mercy, the, the main event there, Steve. I know I know you like the high-flying shit. I do, but listen, I mean, there was enough of that. I mean, you know, there wasn't all the jumping off of the you know, the ropes and such, but there were some flips, you know, there was the good, you know, the show, you know, the whatever you call them because you're better at naming them than I am, but... I was sad. Clotheslines, power yeah, I mean, bombs. Clotheslines kind of power bombs are better than clotheslines. Clotheslines okay, are your kind of one on one shit, but I know you like the gimmick stuff. You like the I hell do. in a cell. You like I the do. flips. I, you like the, the I, I do like a good strap match too. You like, like a strap match. match? Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. I don't mind that. So I can I can mess with that one. So uh, uh oh, just last uh, last thoughts on No Mercy 2002 Hell in a Cell. You got any? Just like give me a two sentence synopsis. I'll hit you. I'll, I'll do. I'll hit you with a question. Is this better or worse than the one that will will precede it in 2003? You know what? I don't really know what follows it in 2003. I I don't think it's better. I must say I don't think it's better. Okay. There, there's a there's there's one other Hell in a Cell match which I debated uh, covering on this episode, but I thought that the fact that this one took place in October it was a little more fitting. There is a there is a Hell in a Cell with uh, 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 Mankind and Triple H, Ooh, which okay. we might cover at some point as well. Very bloody, very intense. I think it's from like. 2000 or 99 but as far as hell in the cells go this is probably number two on the bloodiest wow maybe okay. well i mean at some point too we'll probably cover the famous hell in a cell where mick foley gets thrown off the top but that's uh it's not the bloodiest but it's definitely the most fucking brutal so it's controversial yeah and uh, i don't know if you can tell but i'm kind of losing my voice here I can. And, uh, I can keep you on. I'm a little tired, boy. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's a that's our that's our No Mercy 2002 Hell in a Cell. Took us a bit episode. to get there. Yeah, we we covered <laughs> a lot of a movie talk, which is kind of nice because I, I do like the preamble. We really kind of broke it up this episode. We talked about some movies. We talked about this fucking monster of a match. This is just the kind of deal you get with Blade Job. We yeah. are a deal. We are, you we know, are chock full. You get the money's worth. The no money's worth absolute blade job essential and that's the kind of stuff we're doing now we're doing essential matches we're not fucking bullshitting with no how ads. we used to do where we we used to do you know slime wrestling we're only doing blade job essentials we're yeah. chronicling every 
blade job that's ever existed. That's that's the point of this show. Did you know that once the once we're done with this podcast, they're gonna put a put all these episodes in like a spaceship. We're gonna go to the moon. Yeah. So when aliens find, they're gonna be like, wow, they're gonna just be playing these in the the eventual WWE wrestling. Uh, brick and mortar hall of fame that's going to be in connecticut they're going to just yeah. play, have a whole yeah, hall of good. us chronicling yeah. all the blade jobs have have our, our episodes constantly you know playing in the background but uh stay tuned you know we're not really sure what we're going to be doing for the next couple episodes um it's we want to kind of do, do a we, we're th- i'm thinking a two-part would be fun maybe kind of working with some halloween themed movies uh, we'll we'll see. We'll figure they it out. It may even be longer than usual. This is a long. We might do a couple episode. watch. Yeah, it's we, just pretty on point. There. No, we might do a couple watch alongs too. I'm into that. I'm into we might this. we might say, hey, go find these fucking movies, watch them with us. That'd be fun. So uh, stay tuned. We're gonna do some fun stuff. Halloween's kind of our time. So yeah, this is kind of what it's all about. And uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, stay. Uh... How about this? Um, let me find out if The Exorcist is streaming. The Exorcist, the movie? Exorcist 1? Exorcist 1 and 3. Is 3 streaming? 3 is on Amazon Prime. I literally watched it Sunday. I'll watch it before our next next recording. Yeah, give it a watch. You don't need to watch the first one. I mean, I kind of do. The first one just explains some of the characters, like the the priest and the policeman. You just kind of get to know them before the third one. That's fine. Well, okay, watch them. I don't know if the first one's streaming, though, but you could probably find it somewhere. Probably is somewhere. But anyways, hope you guys had a good time. Shout out to Superhuman, our Blade Jobber of the Week. Uh, sh- uh, like, uh, I feel like a shout out's too light, but like a, like a, a beacon, of a, a Blade Job beacon up to Sid Haig. I know he's w- looking down at us. Well, yeah, I mean, we're recording. Um, He's like, I'm, I'm here for this. He's and then, all his uh, over. you know, listen. just everybody stay spooky this season. Ooh, I like that. Comment with your favorite horror movies. You know, if you love a favorite horror movie, you know, please give it, me your, give us recommendations for yeah, horror movies, just books, TV shows. Write it in the Instagram comments, message us, Twitter. put it on Twitter. Yeah, just send us, like, what you're watching this season. It's spooky seasons upon us. Um, it's I'm, October, baby. I'm going hard. I know Steve's gonna go harder than usual, which I'm excited yes. about. Confirmed. So, less but not least, we love you very, very much. Yeah. I like to say that. We'll see you guys. Write a review. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, five stars, you piece yeah. of shit. Five God, stars. I'm excited. Fucking AEW this week too, and hell in a cell. It's a, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, and it's always a great time to be a horror fan. So, God bless. God, see you guys later.
Okay.